0: Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that he is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I Am Persuaded podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for the past couple of weeks. We have been going over a topic that I entitled, Walk. And what does it mean to walk with Jesus? And so I believe we've had seven different episodes that have had to do with your daily Christian walk and how you are to conduct yourself and how you are to live in the word and live in Jesus and walk in Jesus on a daily basis. And I said in the beginning, my prayer was that you would leave each podcast understanding what it means for you to walk in Jesus. Colossians 2.6 gives us the clear commandment that we as believers are to walk in Christ. And so we've looked for seven different episodes at what exactly does that mean and what does that look like in your personal walk with Jesus and your personal life. So I believe this episode will conclude the walk series, unless in the next two weeks the Lord changes my mind. I believe this will be the last walk walk episode in this series. And if it's not, then you know the Lord changed my mind. But as of right now, I believe it is the last one. And so what I want to do on this last one is I really don't want to take much time I kind of just want to summarize what we've talked about in the last seven episodes with one man's life and one man's testimony. And that man is by the name of Enoch. And you might be familiar with him in the book of Genesis, chapter number 5. He lived a long life and his name is Enoch. And so I'll read a few verses to you. Genesis chapter 5 verses 21 through 24 says this, and Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were, were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. And so you heard twice there in that passage, those, those four short verses really, that Enoch walked with God. And so that's been the theme for these past seven episodes is your daily walk with God, my daily walk with Jesus. And so with this being the last episode, we've looked at a lot of different thoughts regarding your walk with Jesus and really The greatest theme uh, is the need for your daily scripture reading. So that's really been the main emphasis of the seven episodes. We could all go back to, well, what's been the main theme? Well, for you to have a great walk with Jesus, for you to cultivate in your personal walk with Jesus growth, You've got to be in Scripture. And so we know, we can look around at history and we can point our fingers on prominent people throughout history who have left great impacts on our world. You can look around our community and say that person has left a lasting impact here in Bennett or here in Seagrove or in Robbins or wherever you're from that you might be listening. You know someone that's left what you would call a lasting impact on your community. Well, When we come to the book of Genesis and we see these few short verses of this man named Enoch Quite honestly, he left a lasting testimony uh, that's going, that really today, five, 6,000 years later, we're still talking about this man and how close he was with the Lord during that time. And so I wanted to entitle this episode, A Lasting Walk with God. How can you, and what does it look like for you to go on 10 years from now? To still have a walk with Jesus. What will it look like when you've passed away and your family remembers your testimony in your life? Will they say, "Hey, that person walked with God." That's what we say about Enoch. Really, there's not many verses in all of Scripture. We can count probably on our fingers how many verses there are in Scripture about Enoch, but his testimony over and over here in Genesis and Hebrews chapter eleven, Enoch walked with God. That's his testimony. So the first thing i want us to notice that'll kind of summarize all seven weeks is number one enoch walked with god in a dark world enoch walked with god in a dark world from genesis chapter 3 to genesis chapter 5 sin had really ramped up now we remember the story in genesis chapter 3 where adam and eve they were living in the the perfection that really god had created And God had given them clear commandments as to what they could do. They could have dominion over everything, but there was one tree they could not eat of. Well, when they rebelled against God and his commandment, that started what we would call the sin cycle and this slope of sin where the pendulum has swung and mankind has continually and continually and continually gotten more sinful. And so in that little gap between Genesis chapter 3 and Genesis chapter 5, sin had really ramped up. The world was going from bad to worse, some might say. And so in this period of scripture, we're approaching the days of Noah, where it got so bad that God had to destroy the world because of sin. Cain had already killed Abel. The sons of God were about to have relations with humans here in the next chapter or so. The world, we could say, this world was wicked in the day that Enoch lived. But yet, we find twice in those few verses there in Genesis chapter 5, Enoch walked with God in a dark world when sin was really on every front where he probably could look at this corner and look at this town and look at this family and see where sin had left its devastating markers in people's lives. But child of God, look at our world. For years it has been growing worse and worse and worse. We could say it like this, for years it's gone from bad to worse. Just in a 10-year span, a 20-year span, it's gone from bad to worse. Sin is paraded around in schools now and it's laughed about, it's joked about as it's the way to go, and that we should applaud sin, and we should give in to sin. You look at national headlines, and it seems as if sin is on the forefront of everyone's mind, and the agenda of any nation and any government is to push what is wrong to make it right, and to take what is right and make it wrong. You see that with new laws trying to be passed right now, with people trying to push what is around 56 of the global population with the LGBT community and now we're wanting 50% of all of our Disney characters to be and represent the LGBT community. We see uh, adultery and immorality and lustful thoughts and wickedness paraded on our televisions and on our streets and what we can say is our world is wicked. Our world is sinful, and what it boils down to is there's no one holding up and promoting true biblical values, or so it seems. And so what could that stem back to? Well, not many Christians are walking with Jesus. Not many Christians are walking and promoting a life of love, walking in love, walking in light, walking carefully as they should in their daily Christian walk. And so when the world looks at us, they don't see Jesus, they just see the world. But nevertheless, Enoch, in a sin-filled world, walked with God. And the truth of the matter is, you can too. You have 66 books of inspired words that you can read, study, and apply. And you, as we've looked for seven weeks as to what does it mean in your life to walk with God, it means in a dark world. It doesn't matter the circumstance. That command there in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it doesn't say walk in Jesus only when times are good. It doesn't say walk in Jesus when sin's not paraded on every front. It doesn't say walk in Jesus when finances are good. It doesn't say walk in Jesus when there's no sin to be paraded on the television. No, it just says walk in Jesus. That's the command that we have to obey as we are to walk in Jesus in the midst of a dark and a sinful world. That's what Enoch did. He walked with God. And so my challenge to you as we conclude this series on walking in Jesus You've got to be faithful. You've got to be faithful here in this sin-filled world, in front of your kids, in front of your grandkids, in front of those people at school, young person. You've got to be faithful as you walk with Jesus in the midst of a sin-filled world. Second thing I want to pull out really quickly is Enoch's walk meant he fellowshiped with God. Enoch's walk meant he fellowshiped with God. Here in Hebrews, or in in, um, Genesis chapter five, rather, the Hebrew word for walk is, in this passage, simply means he had great fellowship with God. That's what the Hebrew word means. He did not have a copy of God's word during that time, but yet he had great fellowship and conversation with God. Literally, that means he communed with God. He believed God. He prayed to God. He was close with God. Enoch was able to walk in a dark world because he had such great fellowship with God. And so how can you as a believer, walk with God in such a dark world. You got to have communion with God. You got to have fellowship with God. So the same is true for us. Enoch did it even when there was no indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So think about that. Today, you and I, post Pentecost church, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling on the inside of us as a believer. He convicts. He illuminates scripture to us. He teaches us. He instructs us. He's bringing about a process on the inside of you right now called sanctification to grow you, to become like Jesus. Enoch did not have that. He just by faith believed God. So what is our excuse for not communing and fellowshipping with God? We have his inspired book that is completely fulfilled. Everything he wants us to know is in that book. He's given us that for us to read, for us to study, for us to obey. He then has given us the indwelling of the Holy Spirit so that he can convict us and we can commune with him and so that we're never alone. But here's a lot of our our answers when we're posed with the question, we need to be fellowshipping with God. Well, I'm too busy. I didn't have time to pray today or I didn't have time to read scripture. We're too occupied with the things of our flesh to give any attention to God. What made Enoch a pillar of his faith was simply... He fellowshiped, he communed with God every single day. That's what made Enoch leave a lasting testimony for thousands of years later. We're still reading about this man who barely has any verses in Scripture, but yet his testimony is he walked with God. So what is going to give you the ability to walk with God in a dark world? It's your fellowship with God. How often do you open Scripture? We've looked for seven weeks at practically what does it mean. And all of this was leading to the fact that we've got to be people who are living in, reading daily, studying and meditating scripture. If we're not, I said it the first week, I believe, we're not growing. If we're not studying scripture, we're not growing in our relationship with Jesus. So Enoch was a pillar of faith simply because he talked and he communed with God. Same can be true for you. If you want to be a pillar of faith, if you want to leave a lasting testimony, you must fellowship with God. Third thing I want us to look at, Enoch's walk meant he spoke for God. Enoch's walk meant he spoke for God. There are only around seven or eight verses about Enoch in our Bibles, but that does not mean he did not prophesy. He was the first prophet in Scripture, actually, and he wrote a book that that did not make it into the canon of Scripture because it didn't quite meet the criteria, the few things that it had to have to uh, make it into Scripture and be deemed inspired. But nevertheless, it's good historical context, kind of like Josephus. It gives us some good insight on things during that time, but he spoke for God. But that just shows he was so close with the Lord that the Lord at times spoke through him. In fact. Where we really find this out is here in Genesis chapter 5. He named his son Methuselah, which means when he shall die, it shall come. Methuselah was the oldest living man ever. And so we see that in scripture, but when he died, the flood came upon the earth, showing that Enoch spoke for God. He said, when my son dies, it shall come. And then in Jude verse 14, Jude quotes Enoch and speaks of the second coming of Jesus, something that Enoch believed would happen 5,000 years ago, and today we still have not seen the second coming of Jesus. Now, that does not mean it's not going to happen. We read about it all in the New Testament. We know it's soon. But that just goes to show the fact how close Enoch was with God, that he could speak for God. And the truth is, we as believers who walk with God... Should be able to speak for God. Now, this does not mean we will receive new revelation. Once the pen stopped in the book of Revelation, we're not receiving new prophecy. But we can take what has already been revealed to us through scripture. And we should be able to spread the good news of the gospel that we find in Scripture with those around us. We should be able to take a promise that we read in Scripture and share it with someone at work. Take that promise and share it with someone that's just down and out and needs a word from the Lord. We should be the Christians who are so close with Jesus that when the Spirit nudges us to share that verse, we share the verse. We should be able to encourage others with Scripture. So let me ask you this. When's the last time you read Scripture? But when's the last time you shared Scripture with someone around you that desperately needed encouragement from God's Word? The fourth thing is this. Enoch's close walk meant he was living for another world. Enoch's close walk with God meant he was living for another world. Enoch did not see earthly death. There's two people in all of the Scriptures that did not face earthly death. Enoch and Elijah. Enoch was translated, Hebrews 11 calls it. The word could be used rapture. We get that word in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the snatching away of believers. The Greek word is harpazo. We get our Latin word rapturo, which gives us the English word rapture, which means to snatch away. And one day, literally, Enoch was walking with God on earth. The next day, he's translated, he's raptured, he's snatched away, and he's in walking with God in heaven. He's in fellowship with God. So can you imagine he was so close with God here on earth? And then next thing he knows, he's walking with God and communing with God and worshiping God in heaven. So the Lord just brought him to heaven and he was focused on heaven while he was on earth. He longed for perfect fellowship with God, fellowship that was not tainted by sin. And friend, that should be us. We know from scripture that, That the earth and everything in the earth is just temporary. It's a temporary dwelling place for us. The Bible actually gives the illustration that we're pilgrims just passing through. We have dual citizenship. We're living for another world, or though we should be. But one day too, whether by death or by rapture, we will be with Jesus forever. We too might be the generation that sees the rapture. We might be the generation when Jesus returns, one day you could be. Walking closely with Jesus, feasting on his word, sharing his word, being a light in a dark world, and the next thing you know, you're meeting Jesus in the air. That could be us. When we have our focus set on heavenly things, the darkness of this world cannot get us down. And I know what it's like to get so overwhelmed with what we read on the news and what we read is happening all over the world and so many things, you don't know what to believe anymore. But we can still walk with God in a dark world because we're not living for this world. We're living for another world. So it can't upset us because we're walking with God in a dark world while we're living for another world. Then the last thing I want us to look at is this. Enoch's walk with God resulted in a lasting testimony. Enoch's walk with God resulted in a lasting testimony. Even thousands of years after his life, here you and I are, you're listening to a podcast, I'm recording a podcast, and we're talking about this man's life. We're still looking at his life and his walk with Jesus and seeing the lasting impact that he had on the world. He lived in early in the early days of the world, but his testimony is spoken of 4 or 5,000 years later or 4,000 years later in Hebrews 11, 5,000 years later now, because of how he pleased God with his life. His faithfulness to God had such a lasting impact that these scriptures, these seven verses are radically changing people's lives today, prompting them, pushing them to walk with Jesus even in a dark world. Only seven verses about him in all of scripture, but his testimony has impacted millions, if not billions of people by his faithful, consistent walk with God. You might feel like, where you're not the most popular, and you don't, you're don't. you not able to speak up to people, and you're not able to speak up for God, and, and you feel like you can't live faithfully. But it's all these people in Scripture who don't have much said about them. You see, Enoch, he, will, he don't have a whole book about him. Enoch doesn't have one of the biggest stories of slaying giants and uh, doing all of these things and cutting people's ears off. He's not spoken about all that much, but what is said about him is life-changing. What's said about this man in these seven verses is that he had such a testimony with God that he walked with God in the darkest of times. And his testimony is remembered from generations to generations to generations because his consistent walk with God. Let me ask you this as we close today. What will be said of you? You were great at sports, smartest person in your class, the best at your job, the most friendly and outgoing person they've ever met, the person who keeps everybody up to date on Facebook? Or will the testimony you leave behind in 30 years, 50 years from now, be that person, that mom, that dad, that brother, that sister, that classmate? They had a stellar walk with Jesus. They had such a phenomenal walk with Jesus that their life pushed me to want to live more fervently for Jesus. I ask you, what's more important? Your testimony of how well you did in school? The testimony of how great you were at sports? or the testimony that you'll leave behind for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've looked at this now, the eighth episode, and what does it mean to walk in Jesus. And I truly hope your life as you've listened, and not as you've listened to my words, but as you've studied Scripture and what Scripture has to say about your walk with Jesus, you will carefully start to implement and apply these verses so that your life next week shows Jesus, so that your life at work tomorrow shows Jesus. I encourage you pick up the mantle, open scripture, read scripture daily, study it, meditate, and apply it. And then start living it out every single day and watch what will happen in 50 years as you leave behind an amazing, lasting testimony for God. And people will say, she, him, they walk with God. As always, have a great Friday and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.